What's up, y'all? It's your girl Mallory, the chosen one, but I'm still down to have a little fun. This is the Yahweh or Yahweh podcast, a safe space to have a conversation without condemnation for our generation. And today, we got my friend Janae in the set. <laughs> so, I've been trying to get Janae on the pod for forever. She always talking about the goodness of God, especially on social media, and she is not afraid to speak her mind. So, we got her in the building, and I want to give a little backstory on how we met. So, we went to the same high school, White Station High School, and I feel like if I didn't meet you then, I would have met you at the broad. Yeah, Because right, <laughs> I, I saw you posting there. I was like, she go to my same church that I'm going to now. So, that's pretty cool. So, I had to get her in. So, I want to slide into these topics, y'all. So, we got some good topics today, y'all. Normally have three topics, so we're going to start the first one. So, my first topic is, do you think people are quoting scripture or do you think they're changing it to fit the times that we're in now? Well, in my honest opinion, Mm -hmm. I think um, it depends on who you're asking. It depends on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. It depends on how deep in the faith Mm -hmm. that they're in. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you know, pop culture uh, feeds us a lot of uh, sound bites. Yeah, definitely. A whole lot of sound bites. Everybody got something to say about everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I want. I don't want to discredit those mm-hmm. who are truly led by the Spirit and yeah, who really definitely. do use sound doctrine, mm-hmm. give scriptural references. Mm-hmm. But the honest to God truth is, I mean, you could take a scripture and flip it three different ways. Definitely, and it, it can apply to yeah, so many different situations. So things, I think that's know? what's so cool about God's word because it meets you right where you are. And when people say that, like you can be going through so many different circumstances or it can be so many different people that the word hits for. Like, and have you ever been in a service and you feel like the message was just for you? Yeah. Like that's happened to me so many times and I feel like, oh, and even sometimes like the same scriptures or the same word applied to different things exactly. in my life or what I was going through at the time so that's pretty cool how the word kind of meets us where we are and seeps down into our spirits and it resonates with us and it makes us say oh that word was for me and it's like you got to reach up and grab it yeah yeah that's so true and i was actually going to say that exact thing Mm -hmm. like somebody can take let's see they can take this the uh the passage where Mm -hmm. jesus met the woman at the well Mm -hmm. for instance Mm -hmm. And you could literally grab like fifteen different topics from this. <laughs> There's there one know, thing. This one passage mm-hmm. of scripture, God talk Jesus talked to this one mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. and so many different things can come out of that and it can speak to people at whatever yeah. you know stage of their life. And so honestly, in a way that's still a slippery mm-hmm. slope though. Yeah. Because how he says, yeah, you got, you got, what he, what he say, seven hoods. Yeah. <laughs> you had seven. Look, it can either be an insight or it can be okay. an I read you moment. And so, and so then people be like, oh, well, she had ten hoods. Right, so like, why well, I can't have ten? So you can't flip it like that, yeah. okay? It's you all about, it like, like you said, how deep you kind of go with the word right. and how your relationship with God is. And then, too, I feel like the Holy Spirit, it gives us a way and it gives us knowledge to interpret the verses. That's and it gives us that open-mindedness to receive it and take it how we are like needing to take it to apply it to our lives and I think that's really cool too but I want to talk about how like sometimes like people like misquote scripture to use it as a way of kind of just doing their own thing so a lot of times like you said there's a lot of sound bites out there there's a lot of people like picking and choosing what certain things they want to pull from the word so they can use it to convict people or use it to condemn people but I feel like honestly the word of God should be used to uplift (laughs) yeah absolutely 100 um but at the same time 
though, you know, the Bible does say that the word of God is a double edged sword. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, you're uplifting and, um, you know, helping someone Mm -hmm. maybe get through whatever they're going through, Mm -hmm. it still should be in a way convicting to say, let me look at me, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to help this person and encourage this person in this regard. But Mm -hmm. what is it saying to me You know, at the same time? Like, how is this speaking to me in ways that I can, like, look inside myself and start to change my heart so Mm -hmm. I can be more pure? I think that's beautiful. Um, I think the thing that most people get misconstrued about is actually the interpretation. And I feel like the more you spend time in the word, the more that you start to understand what God was actually talking about or like what the matter of that subject was actually about. Because like you said, a double edged sword, it can mean too many different things. It can mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. It's just about how you apply it and how the Holy Spirit helps you interpret it. That's why it's so important to pray before you start reading your Bible and ask God to help you understand the things that you are about to digest. That's right. And uh, when you said that, it it did make me think of um, a scripture in Proverbs that Mm -hmm. tells us that the fear of God is Mm -hmm. the beginning of knowledge. Oh, wow. And so what to me, Mm -hmm. talking about interpretation, Mm -hmm. to me what that says is I can't understand what God is saying Mm -hmm. in this text until I Learn to adopt a fear of him, a rev- and a fear mm-hmm. not meaning, yeah. Oh, let me go run in the corner, <laughs> right? Come, you know, not like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but a, a true reverence yeah. for the holiness and the the just, you know, how big God. He's the God of mm-hmm. the universe, yes. and so when once I understand mm-hmm. who He is, how He created mm-hmm. things. Um, I can truly understand what's happening in the text, Mm -hmm. why he's allowing some things to happen, Mm -hmm. how he's not allowing Mm -hmm. some people to, you know, Mm -hmm. because honestly, you know, you have different groups of people. I'm not going to name call. Please come to me <laughs> but uh you know you have different groups of people mm-hmm. who really will take a piece of scripture and just literally run with it and it's yeah. like that's not what like please like let's use that. context yeah. here like there's a historical context mm-hmm. that we also have to consider when we read mm-hmm. the word of god i think also like um like you said like reading your word more and also just knowing god's character and mm. knowing the nature of god really helps you too to interpret the message exactly how he left it here for us that way it leaves no room for second guessing it leaves no room for error it leaves no room for assumption because Mm. if you know exactly what was resonating in your spirit you know when you feel that feeling (laughs) you know when you've been either convicted or you know when God has led you to a certain scripture and he wanted you to see that like you just know deep down in your heart and I feel like knowing God's character it kind of helps out with that process a lot absolutely 100% awesome so I want to slide into our next topic y'all well actually I have a scripture for this topic so it's Deuteronomy 4 chapter 4 verse 2 and this reading is from the New King James Version so it says I want to talk about how because we talk about all the time like how like it's so it's so many like pro black people out there and I used to be one of them not gonna lie but how we say oh the the white people use the bible to keep us as slaves when I tell you I was on that way for a good three months and I finally figured it out so glad I did but it just says like if anybody is taking scripture and using it as for a means of control Mm -hmm. or using it for a means of selfishness there is something in the bible about that and it's Deuteronomy 4 and 2 it says you shall not add unto the word which I commanded you neither shall you diminish from it that ye may keep the commandments of your Lord God which I have commanded you Mm -hmm. so even if I think even if 
over history or over a period of time, if the doctrine was used as a way of enslavement or if it was used as a way or form of control, that wasn't God's intended plan for it. So we can't sit up and say, oh, y'all praising white Jesus, y'all doing all this for the God of the white man. Like he's the God of our time. He's the God of our generation. He's my God. So I won't sit up and say that he's a certain God for a certain demographic based on historical timelines and Mm -hmm. historical things that have happened to us over time. So I think that's really important to because once a word gets in somebody's hands, it's up to them to see if they're going to be on the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness with that word. Right. And I think that's really important to take into consideration as well. So if you are ever like reading or studying the word of God, make sure that you are studying it from his heart posture. Check mm-hmm. your heart. Make sure your heart aligns with his and you start to become more like Jesus and start and people can see that inside of you just so you know that you're using the word as a way to uplift and encourage and help people change and grow instead of like keeping them in a certain spot or keeping them in a certain way and different stuff like that so I think it's really important to just know how you're interpreting it and just know who is interpreting it for you because read the Bible (laughs) for yourself come on stop taking people where don't be listening to these preachers (sighs) and not going and doing your own due diligence and I think it's really important to we were talking the last episode it's really important to read your Bible because you can't hear from the Holy Spirit unless you get the bread of life because you can listen to all these sermons you can play a song that'll minister to your heart but there's nothing like reading the word of God it's eye opening and it's eye changing and that's why when it says that's why a lot of people say I never understood it when people would say oh I changed Mm -hmm. and I'm like what do you mean you changed (laughs) like I started to see that I changed too when I started getting closer to him like it was him changing my heart it was him changing the things I said the way I walked the things that I do Mm -hmm. the things that I even consider doing like it was like a whole total transformation so I think it's really important to just make sure you're partnering with the Holy Spirit when you're reading your word so we're gonna slide into our next topic y'all I want to talk about flirting with sin first of all flirting with sin is never a good look (laughs) it's never a good look I always say if you give the devil an inch he gonna take a mile and if you let him take a mile he gonna drive the car (laughs) He don't. He don't want to drive the car. Mm-hmm. What you got to say about this, Jenny? Child, child. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all, I am saved for real now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. When I tell you, I have lived a life mm-hmm. flirting. Flirting. In bed with sin. Flirting. I mean, I grew up in the church. Okay, let's be clear here. Same. I have always known yeah. what is sin, what is mm-hmm. right, what is mm-hmm. not. But up until 2021, mm. we're talking about two years ago. Come on. You know, in my adult life, yeah. after having my first child, yeah. I realized, oh, I ain't supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Or, oh, <laughs> you know, this is wrong. This is, and this, I'm actually feeling convicted and, about it. <laughs> and not only that, but I'm the only one in mm-hmm. this in this whole flirtation mm-hmm. relationship that is actually being diminished. Oh, here. wow. Sin is not going anywhere. Sin going to be sin. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to get destroyed is me. Mm. What the Lord say, my people are destroyed mm-hmm. for their lack of knowledge. Wow. And so I don't know the knowledge mm-hmm. of or the depth of the um, of the effects of this mm-hmm. sin that I'm committing yeah. and, you know, dibbling and dabbling. 
coming in mm-hmm. because I don't have knowledge. Oh I don't goodness. have knowledge of it. And so it's killing me. That's why when we say when you read the word, it's eye opening. And that's yes. when you begin to change because it's like I can't stay the same way I was anymore. Yeah. Because now there's going to be conviction that comes with my actions. Now it's going to be me. being. And I always pray this prayer. I'm like, God, break my heart for the things that breaks your heart. Yeah. Like help me grieve the same things that you help me hate the things that you hate. Because if I don't, we're not going to be on the same page because I can't do this by myself. And I think that's really just imperative to know. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot do this by yourself. And, you know, when you think about flirting, uh, a lot of people think of flirting as something that's innocent. And it's some, like, if you're single, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not married, I'm married, so mm-hmm. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're single, uh-huh. and, you know, you see somebody that you like, maybe at church, mm-hmm. we ain't going mm-hmm. to no bars mm-hmm. or something like that, but at church, mm-hmm. you see somebody you think is cute, mm-hmm. you know, you do you do a little flirting. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong there's with that. There's nothing wrong you with know? flirting. So, so in that context, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about flirting, flirting with, with sin, sin, that's a whole okay, other ball game. That's something else because... Sin that's so easily entrapped mm. is how the Lord describes it mm-hmm. in His Word. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a thing that'll take you like a little fish mm-hmm. and just reel, reel you in. in like and this. sin literally starts as a thought. Yes. And we always talk about this on the podcast about how if you can start to filter your thoughts and qualify your thoughts and know, okay, this thought was me. Oh, this thought must have been the devil because I don't mm. think like that. I don't talk like that. Like it's really good to be in tune with yourself and just do inner checks so you yeah. can make sure that your thoughts don't turn into actions or your thoughts don't turn into actions that will destroy you, basically. Absolutely. And that's why it also tells us to um, always crucify crucify mm-hmm. our flesh mm-hmm. but um also every evil thing every evil thought that mm. exalts itself mm. against the knowledge of god we have to bring it back down bring it pull into it captivity down. pull it down everything <laughs> that, that scripture you know, is just so baby, packed it's choo, amazing choo, choo, choo. like it's and so, it, was, it was laying it out that is one of my favorite scriptures yes. i think it's in corinthians, corinthians. And i'm not yeah i yeah. know it's in corinthians because i'm not even a like mm-hmm. i don't even remember scripture but like as you were saying that the holy spirit was just putting yeah. it in my heart that oh i've seen this multiple mm-hmm. times And it's like you really have to bring it into captivity and think about we say this all the time. Hashtag think about what you're thinking about. We are not just saying this stuff, y'all, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, these thoughts are intrusive, you know, intrusive thoughts. That's a a sound bite. Uh Oh, that's a sound bite. Intrusive thoughts. Uh But it's it's real. You know, the enemy, he knows that he can only do so much. Mm. The only thing that he really can do is get you to do something through your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if he can keep planting the seed go and talk to him mm-hmm. all he did was dm you right Just, you know have a little chat see where him. it goes yeah, but god had already goes. told you this ain't going nowhere so what's the point? You know. So why do we go against what we know to be true just to see how? And it's like almost like how little kids do something and they see how long they can get away with it, or they do a little something. I'm gonna see if my mama noticed or something like you. that, right? And then they look at you and you <laughs> be like, you now do. you know. <laughs> like, and I bet that's how God looks at us all the time. Yeah. Just like now you know. That I gave you this word and you still toy with it. And then you wind up finding yourself in a situation that he never intended for you to be in. 100%. Uh, and I think that is where you have to come, have to come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. And you be like, God, help me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's so heartbreaking when we have to have those moments. Because it's like, now I didn't waste it my time. I didn't waste it. But honestly, when you look back over it, have you ever had an experience and you thought it wasn't really a waste of time because I needed to learn that lesson in order to, for him to grow me up? Absolutely. That's why when they say all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, that's what they mean. Like even your hard times, even your tests and your trials and tribulations that you go through still end up growing you in stature and they make you end up 
they end up spitting you back out and making you look more like what Jesus' yeah. will intended. Absolutely. And I think that's really cool too. So we're going to slide to our next topic and we're going to talk about worldly me versus kingdom me. I got a lot to say about this one. So like I said earlier, how we talk about where we lived our lives before we like actually really got saved and not like the the period of time where our parents told us we got to get baptized yeah. and then we was just doing we was just doing the whatever thing. So yeah. I feel like it's really an important time in your life when that switch starts to take place and even you start to see it and I think it's a really trying time because I think most of that time is called a season of isolation mm-hmm. because that's when you drop off all the friends that aren't really like-minded like you. That's when you drop off relationships that you knew you weren't equally yoked into. You knew God didn't intend this for this person to be with you. Um, and you're just alone and you're experiencing the season of isolation where he kind of has you all to himself. Mm-hmm. And it's a period of refining. It's a, it's a period of, oh, am I going to be able to trust you with the next thing that I'm going to assign you? And I think that period of time is really beautiful because that's when you start to understand God's character and you start to hear him more clearly. That's so true. And Uh, something that you said that really struck me in my season of transition like I said in 2021 Mm -hmm. when God really started to work on me Mm -hmm. is I'm I looked around and I'm like I don't have any friends Mm. (laughs) me anybody (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like God is this what you intend for me and in that season yes he did intend for me to you know have a season of not necessarily being, going out you know being yeah, out there yeah exactly but he he needed to consecrate me that's mm-hmm. what the season was mm-hmm. i had to come from among them mm-hmm. like the word tells yeah. us so that i could be pruned mm-hmm. so that i could shed away all come of the on. dead mm-hmm. skin the flesh that yeah. i was carrying that just stunk mm-hmm. so bad mm-hmm. you know i had to he had to burn all of that yeah. away first mm-hmm. and then after that he sent me my people it was oh, crazy how literally when i was oh. Going oh through gosh. that period, I was like, Lord, reveal my community. <laughs> Where are my that at? was my prayer. I was like, reveal my community, yeah. God. If you took the things away from me that I knew, please replace them with something better. And that's why when it says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you a future. And I hope mm-hmm. all of that is connected because the friends that I had, they, they didn't mean no good for me. Yeah. Not for the me that you're trying to make me into. Maybe they were good for me and through my pickings. But as far as you go, they had to go. So you can make room to introduce the new people to me and the new life that you've given me. And what's crazy about my testimony in regard to my friends is Mm -hmm. the people who he ended up sending me were people that I had known pretty much my whole life. Wow. And it was crazy because, you know, I had always been connected to these women in Mm -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I got saved and God pretty much threw us into this fast. It was us four plus a couple of other women. Mm-hmm. And we looked around. We were like, I know you. And I've right. been you. Like, what? And we're, we already have a relationship. Uh-huh. And now, I mean, these are my girls. I you know. And that. then even joining the church that I'm a part of now, mm-hmm. Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. You know, I just met these people like last year. And they are some of the closest people oh, to me. And so, God, that. when you're really in his will, he sends you mm. the, the overflow. The mm. overflow of love, provision, friends, relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to want for anything. And, <laughs> and I love I that am. you said relationships. Yeah. Because so many of us think, oh, I'm running out of time. 
time. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to. Let, my parents, right? My parents not gonna see me walk down the aisle. Like when you literally get on one accord with God, He unleashes those blessings for you because He knows that if He can trust you with little, you will be responsible over much, and you will be a good steward over the multitude of things that He has for you in His kingdom. And I think that's so special and important. So I want to give a reference in scripture. It is Romans chapter two. Uh, verse uh, let me see Romans 12 yeah Romans 12 and 2 and it says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will so that's when we talk about how when people are transformed and they aren't the same um so just going back to worldly me versus like kingdom me kingdom me is on the other side of me getting to know God better Kingdom me is on the other side of making sure I'm spending intentional time and actually reading my word. And I think that's so important because a lot of people end up missing that step. Yeah, that's so true. And what I love so much about Romans 12, that's actually one of my favorite scriptures. Really? Look at God. (laughs) Um, And the very first scripture in Romans 12 is... Therefore, I beseech you, brothers, mm. to present your bodies as living, living sacrifices, sacrifice. holy mm-hmm. and acceptable. Because it's basically, he said, that's the least you could do. Right. Present your body. At least keep the yeah, temple for me. You know, and, and to me, before you get any of those mm-hmm. blessings, before you can renew your mind, you mm-hmm. have to submit mm-hmm. yourself to God completely. Mm-hmm. And again, that's another part of my testimony. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to do. I want to hear this yeah, testimony. Yeah. I'm going to put like, you on the spot. On, we ain't going to tell it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear. The short and summary version. This is Janae's (laughs) testimony. Yes. Okay. I'm not gonna tell it all because it's you know it's a testimony. Give us the testimony that you are comfortable with telling that if the Lord is leading that because you know I ain't gonna put you on the spot if the Lord didn't take it. Yeah, of course. Uh, The one that a lot of people are very interested in in hearing, not necessarily about me, but about Uh their own lives, is their Uh love life. Everybody want to know when I'm gonna be my husband. Come on, come on, have some kids. Come on. And so I'll tell that one. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, long story short, Mm -hmm. I met my husband and Mm -hmm. my boyfriend. I'll say my boyfriend. Come on. I met my um, boyfriend at the time, and uh-huh. um, it was September of 2019. Uh-huh. Long story short, we ended up getting pregnant. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I know. It's a lot. <laughs> 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 no, we ended up getting pregnant in January, no, December of uh-huh. 2019. Uh-huh. Found out January 2020 had the baby in September 2020. Oh, goodness. Yes. Happened and fast. So it happened fast. Life comes at you fast. Really fast. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, we're dating and we're seeing like this is not working out. This mm-hmm. is this is too much. It shouldn't be like mm-hmm. this. It shouldn't be this hard. We break up yeah. in 2021. Mm-hmm. I told y'all that's when I got saved. Mm. We broke up in 2021 in January of 2021 mm-hmm. specifically. And I went literally three entire months mm-hmm. of pure consecration. Come Going on. back to what I said at first. Mm-hmm. God literally snatched me out of everything, every friend group, every um, um, extracurricular mm-hmm. that he I needed your attention. In. Okay, because he said, sit down. Yeah. You're going to turn your plate over. I didn't fast for three full months, mm-hmm. but that was the first time I ever adopted the mindset of, of fasting. fasting. Yeah. You know, I'm reading my word. I'm I'm listening to nothing but gospel Come music. Come on. Watching nothing That's but sermons. Right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm like, God, we're going to have to, it's me and you. I ain't got nobody else. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm a single mother. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, God, I ain't got nobody else but mm-hmm. you. Long story short, um, my husband and 
not my boyfriend. <laughs> no, my ex. <laughs> my ex and I. <laughs> He's carrying so many up, titles. Okay. We ended up, you know, talking and everything like that. Um, and so, oh, I forgot to mention, during mm-hmm. that time, I actually had a bout, a really bad bout of depression mm. to the point where I literally almost committed suicide. Oh, my God. I'm glad you Literally almost that. committed suicide. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit convicted me in that moment. He said, I am not done with you yet. Oh, my God. Take your, what did he say? Take up your mat <sighs> and walk. Go. Let's, Let's go. go. Uh-uh. This, we're not about to do this. Let's go. And so, um, you know, so the summer of 2021, you know, I'm saved at this point. I'm like, mm-hmm. I ain't got time for nobody. Right. Jesus. Okay? <laughs> Period. Jesus and, is my man. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh, my my boyfriend reconnected uh-huh. with me and, you know, we're talking through things. We're like, well, let's see where mm-hmm. it goes. So October 2021, mm-hmm. we get engaged. Ooh. January 2022, we're married. Okay. I love that. This is how it happens. And uh-huh. oh, and I f- also forgot to mention and during that time, summer 2021, uh-huh. my husband gets saved as well. Come on, he Lord. never. Listen, he has never been a man that went to church. You know, he mm. didn't grow up in the church. Okay. As a matter of fact, he was actually um, learning about Islam. Mm-hmm. So he was studying Islam mm-hmm. at the time. But the Lord worked on his heart. And mm-hmm. it wasn't for me because yeah. he did that on his own yeah. accord. But it was, ultimately. Like, yeah. when you look at God's big picture, mm-hmm. it seems like y'all was both going through yeah. different things. Exactly. But it was all to bring y'all back mm-hmm. together. And so that's what I love to encourage people about mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. and marriage. Is when you delight yourself in the oh, Lord, come on now. he will get, listen when I say, he will give you the desires of, of your heart. heart. I have never had so much peace, mm. joy, fulfillment in my life until I made God my Lord. Number one priority. Until I made Jesus the Lord of my life, mm-hmm. I had nothing. I was nobody. I had low self-esteem, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, Jesus. Uh, ADHD. Yeah, everything. <laughs> look, <laughs> look me, undiagnosed autism. I got something. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. But I love that you said the yes. Lord of your life oh because God. sometimes we make the certain obsessions that mm-hmm. we have with our time frames our Lord. We yeah. make those our idols and it becomes so pressing to us in our mind that we forget I'm supposed to just be in relationship Mm -hmm. with God. He created us to worship him. Mm -hmm. So if you think you're going to like bypass the worshiping him part and spending time and getting to know him and then get all the desires of your heart, it's just not going to work out like that. And then sometimes the Bible says that the heart is deceitful amongst all things who can know it. So even if you think that you desire these things, that's probably just worldly you desiring those things. By the time God gets done with you and your refining process, you're going to be on the same page with him and you'll have the same desires for yourself that he has for you and I think that's just so beautiful about the transformation and you start to see it yeah you start to see it so fast Mm -hmm. I love that God is so faithful and he keeps his promises to you if he says that you're gonna have kids you're gonna get married he's gonna keep his promises so long as again you delight yourself in In the Lord yeah because one he changes your desires Mm. so he didn't change me wanting to have a marriage or Mm -hmm. anything like that but he made it to where I had I wanted to have a godly marriage yeah, a come on. godly family yeah. so the fact that I wanted to be married that never changed mm-hmm. but it's the nature of the marriage mm-hmm. that he changed come on. not just a marriage but he wanted a marriage between me him and my mm-hmm. husband you yeah know? not just so you with right, somebody exactly. and then you kick me to the side cause that's exactly. what happens most times like I know sometimes when I get in a relationship I have like a one track mind so I can kind of focus and give my all to this one thing right. and then when I notice myself doing that I feel my joy slipping and I feel myself mm-hmm. turning 
getting back into the same person who I was before I know I knew God. Like mm-hmm. I hear it in my speech. Mm-hmm. I see it in the way that when conflict arises in my life and I don't handle it how I'm normally used to handling it with God. Like I see and I feel the anxiety. Like you said, I feel the depression ten times more because we cannot do this without Him. Like we we need God. Absolutely. <laughs> like absolutely need Him. So when I feel like something else is taking precedence over Him, that reflects back into my spirit. It reflects in my heart and it reflects how I'm treating myself and how I'm treating others. So I think it's really important to make sure that during the process of changing from worldly you to kingdom you, that you just are aware of all things that Mm -hmm. are going on, like your circle, yourself, just everything. And just taking an inventory and making sure that you're putting him first and making it a priority. I love it. All right. So I want to slide into my next subject of culture collision. Well, my next topic. So culture collision is when we talk about things that are happening in our culture and in our world and just relay them back to what God is doing in the kingdom. So I know you went to the concert of music of the masses with the uh, New Salem and New Salem. It was really good. Tell me your experience because I had a good old time. Well, my experience is quite interesting. I, you probably don't know, but what? Jason Jason Clark, the director, mm-hmm. is my father. Oh, really? Yes, Fanny Clark, the one who who created Tennessee <laughs> Mass. Come on, that's my grandma. I love it. I literally just left his house. <laughs> Come on, but uh, you know, it's it's been so amazing to uh-huh. see how this has evolved mm-hmm. over time. From the time I was literally in diapers mm-hmm. to what it is now. Wow, to see the crowd. It's been and, going on that long. Yeah, this is my first time attending yes. this year. I yeah, had now, now, when once my grandmother da- uh, passed mm-hmm. in 2015, mm-hmm. my dad really did um, do a, a lot of changes, mm, okay. uh, and not necessarily changing the the nature of mm-hmm. the just the rebranding. Yeah, rebranding, and um, now you have the big concert mm-hmm. like you had, like we just went to. And oh, did it start off kind of smaller? It and did you start seen it grow mm-hmm. over time. That's pretty exactly. cool. Yeah, so it's, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a good time. That was my first time going to New Salem. Mm-hmm. Like at first, we were kind of late. We're always late. <laughs> I'm going to be late to my own funeral, I'm telling you. (laughs) So we were, like, kind of late. So we had to sit in the balcony. But Mm -hmm. then, like, as time went on, by the time the choir that I wanted to see, which was Mississippi Mass Choir, best for last, (laughs) I was like, oh, mama, it's some seats down there. So we ended up moving. But they sang so many good songs. And it was my first time, like, seeing a choir concert. So Mm -hmm. it was just really eye-opening to me. I had downloaded a couple songs that Mm -hmm. the Chicago Mass Choir sang. Mm -hmm. I just learned so much that night. I didn't know, like, different states had choirs. Like, I thought Mississippi. Mass Choir was its own thing because you know we got a lot of gospel songs mm-hmm. floating around over time like through the Mississippi Mass Choir so I didn't know it was a Tennessee Mass yeah. Choir I didn't know Chicago, it was a Chicago yeah. Mass I'm like oh there's a choir for states yeah. <laughs> like that's cool <laughs> That's, that's right. pretty cool, but we had a good old time. So that's cool. I didn't see. I didn't even tell you we would talk about this. Look how mm-hmm. God is just connecting stuff. Yeah. Your whole family got it, all the end of yeah. dealings. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So we gonna slide into our next segment. It's called Bible trivia. All right, let's and this go. is for people who love the Lord for real. So I got six questions for you today, okay. Janae. And we gonna come on, Holy Spirit. We gonna see if you've been in your word. <laughs> so this is Janae playing Bible trivia on the Yahweh or Yahweh podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So I started off super easy. Okay. Let's see. First question. Hold on. Let me get my. <laughs> okay. First question. How many disciples did Jesus have? Twelve. Period. See how easy that was. We ate that right on up. Okay, so number two. It's going to get hard. All right. All right. 
It's going to get harder as we progress right. now. Okay, so what is the first miracle Jesus performed? Water into wine. Come on. You know that Bible for real. Okay, number three. What is the name of the disciple who replaced Judas Iscariot? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we get it spicy. This is spicy. Okay. Hmm. If you need a lifeline, you can phone the host. It wasn't Nathaniel. He was, was already not, there. Was he was already there. I'm going to give you a hint. It start with the M. A uh, M? A uh, M. <laughs> he replaced this disciple. So you're like, girl, please. <laughs> what? Who is it? It's Matthias. 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 How do you say this? Matthias. Yeah, Matthias. So Ooh. he ended up replacing Judas Iscariot after he betrayed Jesus. Sorry, Matthias. So <laughs> the next question is, who is considered the father of many nations? Oh, Abraham. Father Abraham. Come on. Come on, son. Okay, so which prophet saw a valley of truth? Her dry bones come to life. Ooh, was it? Uh, it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, if you ask, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would be sweating bullets. I would be like, look, because I Google this. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, it was a Jeremiah. Uh, uh-uh. oh, it started with an E. Oh, oh, oh. oh Ezekiel. <laughs> come on, you just needed a little hint. That's all you needed. I knew that. Okay, we gonna end with an easy one for the last one. What mm-hmm. is the name of the sea that Moses parted? The Red Sea. Come on, Angie and just play Bible trivia on the Yahweh Yahweh <laughs> podcast. So we're gonna slide into our next segment, y'all. And y'all know I love a good devotional. Mm. So we're gonna do a daily devotional. And y'all know we getting it from the My God Today. 365 devotions for people who may be a little ratchet, but God knows your heart. Right. It's a really cool book. You should get it. <laughs> okay, so each each day comes with a lyric mm. from a different artist. So today's lyric, I don't know what song they pulled this from because I ain't never heard this song no, ever. So it says, work till you can't work no more. I'm rich. I can't go broke no more. Quote from Soldier Boy. <laughs> I don't, we picked a weird random day. Okay, so it says, have you ever been in a situation where you were lazy? Perhaps you wanted to save a few steps so you cut across someone's grass instead of using the sidewalk. Maybe you needed to shampoo and detangle your hair but got lazy and threw a wig on instead. Perhaps you were supposed to get the grass cut but stayed inside watching sports and playing the game all day. Maybe you were supposed to be writing a 20-page term paper but paid someone else to write it for you instead. Maybe you called your poor child all the way from their bedroom to the living room just to hand you the remote control that was way less than three feet away from where you were sitting triggered if we're honest (laughs) we all have lazy moments from time to time the problem comes however when you adopt laziness as a lifestyle i know by looking at social media it would seem that some of these celebrity celebrities are just haphazardly rich and famous but if they were to show what they do when the cameras are off many of us would be stunned many of them are waking up early going to bed late and literally working until they can't work anymore some are hitting it hard in the gym on the court and on the field others are taking acting lessons vocal lessons auditioning every day and learning lines some are writing songs making beats and editing if you think you can be lazy to get to a place of generational wealth you are sadly mistaken the bible tells us that there's no point in having faith without works Mm. and i'ma end it on that oh and it says the Referencing scripture to read is Proverbs 10 and 4. So if y'all want to check that out, I definitely advise you to because the Lord was speaking on that one. So 
I want to slide into our segment. It's a new segment. It's called Just Kidding. <laughs> and it's where we show kids just doing crazy things and loving the Lord in their own little way. Roll the clip. Alright y'all, so I want to end with my new segment, Graceful Guidance. It's where you guys send me in inquiries or any questions that you may have and need advice or help with. And you guys can reach out to me at my Gmail at yahwehoryahweh at gmail.com or you can just slide into my DMs at my Yahweh or Yahweh page. So my inquiry for today, it says, Hi Mallory, this is Misha and I am so proud of you. I love your podcast so much. I wanted to ask a question for your Graceful Guidance segment. How do I start talking about God with people more openly? I feel like sometimes I'm afraid to mention him to friends. It's not that my friends don't believe in God. We just never talked about him before. How did you start having conversations and not being afraid to speak up about the gospel and the goodness of Jesus Christ? Love you. Hope to hear my question on the podcast. So, oh, hey, Misha, love you, girl. Great question. <laughs> that awesome. is a great question. You want to start? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was definitely a struggle of mine for mm -hmm. a while. Really? Um, yeah. Something mm -hmm. that's really helped me um, is just remembering that you're redeemed by the the blood of the lamb first and the word of your testimony. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do anything else, just share a short testimony. Come on. Oh, God been so good to me, y'all. Uh, I, I found $2. Come on. And all I needed is $1.50. The for, last to $2. Get, <laughs> to get this bubble gum I wanted. God is good. God is you good. You know, and it sounds crazy, but honestly, those small things, mm -hmm. they build up into Come bigger on. conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be anything grand. Or if you have time, you know, if someone's talking about maybe what's going on in the world, mm -hmm. you can tie that back to God. Well, I don't have any fear because mm -hmm. I serve the God of the Come universe. Yeah. You know, this is how I'm sharing my faith. I mm -hmm. believe in Jesus Christ and everything that I need, he's going to supply. I love that. You know, so it's just a matter of finding a way to just tie, mm -hmm. not necessarily, I don't like to say tie God mm -hmm. in because he's in everything, yeah. but to, you know, include yeah, God include in your him. day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just remember that he's done this for yeah, you. Yeah, I think and that's really simple. important. That's mm -hmm. too key. So I would say the more you get closer to God, mm -hmm. the more you don't want to keep quiet about oh, it. absolutely. Because baby, when I first got saved, you couldn't <laughs> shut me up. It was a fire shut up yes, in my bones. Yes. I was like, I got to tell everybody about this. I was at work bothering people by the copy machine. I was yeah. like, have you heard about the goodness of Jesus Christ today? <laughs> I, was, I was an evangelist. I'm not going to play with you right. I was like, I'm so happy. And it was just so crazy because like, I would come to work. And I remember this one day, um, God had played this song for me. I was late to work. It was raining. I did not want to go to work. I didn't feel good. But God was just like, keep pressing on anyway. I was like, I'm going to be late, God. Everybody going to be looking at me crazy when I walk in because it was like a small office. Mm -hmm. He was like, just go anyway. So I ended up getting to work. Turns out the manager bought breakfast for everybody and how about on the way keep in mind I was looking for this song that we used to sing in the choir when I was a kid it just kept coming to my remembrance and I couldn't find the name of the song on Google when I would type in the lyrics I'm like maybe I'm typing the lyrics in wrong how about on this day when I showed up to work he literally on the way there 
He literally played the song on 95.7 for me. All right. I was like, oh my goodness, Thankful. that's the song I was looking for. And it was just such, and, and the Lord knows how to please you in yeah. like different ways that nothing else can. Yeah. Like it literally quenches that's some right. kind yeah. of thirst for you. And yeah. I was like, that was so sweet. And I just thought about the kind of morning that I had. I was like, if I never would have been late to work, I would have missed this, this song. Yeah. So maybe like that's what he wanted me to just slow down and embrace. And then when mm. I got to work, everything was fine. Nobody even noticed that I was late because everybody was too busy stuffing their face with right, steak and shake. Eat. Right. I was like, well, dang, I'm glad I showed up. They yeah. handed me a little cheese muffin. Oh. I had a good old time. But just talking about God, it's about the things that you encounter with yeah. him. So it's going to become, it's going to come a time in your life where you're like, I can't be quiet about this anymore. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you are still scared, I would say still in, still nurture that private relationship that you have with God because he's going to make you talk about him. Like, and it's not going to be anything for us. It's just going to mm -hmm. slip out and it's yeah. going to be natural. And it's just going to be like something that you're going to want to share. You're going to mm -hmm. want to talk about and want to share your testimony, like you said. So I say keep building up your spiritual muscles. And just any opportunity you get, like Janae said, like talk about him mm -hmm. and just kind of like start. And I know people like it, you got to start somewhere because yeah. I know this one lady. She was like, oh, I never was able to speak in tongues. She started praying for God to help her. And then to pray about it. Yeah. He'll give you confidence. Mm -hmm. He'll give you those. He'll make opportunities happen to where mm -hmm. you are able to talk about him because he wants us to spread the message of good of his goodness and of Jesus Christ. So I feel like if you just get out there, put yourself out there pray about it and spend more time with him you'll definitely be talking about him in no time soon sure. so that's our graceful goddess i want to let you tell the viewers where they can find you on social media what's your at name on instagram what you got what you got what you got <laughs> okay uh i i'm not a social media influencer okay girl you are fine <laughs> everybody come <laughs> on them drop come on plug yourself <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, you can find me at underscore Nabry. That's underscore N A Y B R E. Period. On Facebook, um, I believe. I, honestly, what is where can I find my Facebook handle? Janae. <laughs> you can search my name. Right. Janae Brianna Thompson Period. is my name. Janae J N A Y Brianna B R E O N A Thompson. You can find me. I'm very active. Okay. Very I active on the book, and she got a lot to say about God. Maybe so if lot. you need to renew your feed, go at her as a friend. Go make sure you guys flood her comments with hashtag Y-O-Y-W that stands for Yahweh or Yahweh just to let her know that you watched the episode and as always I'm about to pray us out right, Give me Lord thank you for just this time of fellowship thank you for this episode thank you for this day Father God I ask that you continue to renew our strength and pour more positivity into our hearts Father God help us to be able to check our heart posture so we can be able to preach and teach your message Father God I ask that you give us courage Father God to be more like disciples and follow you and just lay down the things that don't matter father god i ask that we put no idols above you i ask that you become our main priority and as the seasons change father god i ask that you continue to look after us that you continue to bless us and grow us in stature and favor between you and men father god lord i ask right now in the name of jesus that you just continue to protect us continue to protect our country continue to protect anybody that may be experiencing hardship depression suicidal thoughts father god I 
ask that you bind those up and send those ideals back to hell where they belong. I ask that you let us rise up within your kingdom, Father God, and be able to proclaim your name and just be able to be a witness, Father God, and share our testimonies with other people. God, I thank you so much for just the simple things. I thank you for waking us up this morning. I thank you for just keeping us in our right mind. God, I just ask that you continue to renew our minds, Father God, and that you continue to just walk with us day by day and step by step. God, we thank you. We know that as we leave this place, we'll never part from your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So I will see y'all next week. As always, it's your girl, Mally and Janae. We out. <laughs>